Hi everyone and welcome back to 20 Minute Mentors. You're joined by... How do we only... Hang on, no, no, I'm not going to say because you'll use it as a bloody thing. <laughs> Present. <laughs> That'll be my trademark though. That's Eventually. present. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to 20 Minute Mentors. I'm your host Matt and I'm joined with Mikey. Present again. 20 Present Minute again. Mentors where we always aim to keep it at 20 minutes. <laughs> it's definitely always 20 minutes. If it doesn't say 20 minutes in your podcast enough, the app is wrong. These are always yes. 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Here. right. We're present. Today we are discussing another productivity tip. So we've got a couple more of these and then we'll jump back into the sort of career path that we've set out before this episode. So the to kind of bring everyone back up to speed to where we are, we've done a couple of episodes around, you know, finding the job, tailoring your CV, your first day. We've done a couple of episodes up until now about productivity hacks. And I think we discussed getting things done and the Pomodoro method. Um, we're going to continue on that vein with a couple more productivity hacks that we've come across or used in our own career. And then we'll pick back up on the career journey as we go in the next handful of episodes. So today's productivity topic is time boxing. Mike, you've ever come across time boxing before or time blocking, time blocking, sorry. Yeah, it's a, a concept very similar to the Pomodoro technique, but yeah, I'd like to hear more about the subtle differences and its commonalities as well, similar to the previous two frameworks that we have mm -hmm. published. There's definitely that crossover. So yeah, looking forward to the session today. Yeah, it's it's a time blocking or time boxing. It kind of goes by two different names, but it's the same thing. And it's one of these techniques that you will definitely hear about at work where someone will say, oh, we need to block some time out for that. Or, oh, we need to make sure we box this in. Essentially, it is extremely similar to the Pomodoro method. The way it deviates is with Pomodoro, you are setting time aside to tackle one task in particular. And that block of time is normally the time it would take on a Pomodoro timer. I think it's like 20 minutes normally. Time blocking or time boxing, that time can be any amount of time that you need to complete the task. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one task. So we're looking at, you know, blocking out an allocated amount of time to pick up an activity or a group of activities that relate to a particular task. A good example of this would be taking your car to fill up with uh, petrol or gasoline. Now, in Pomodoro, you would set different steps. Your, your step would be, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to get in the car, I'm going to drive the car, I'm going to fill up with fuel, I'm going to drive back, I'm going to come in the house. Wherefore, with time blocking, you would say that task might take me 40 minutes. So I'm going to block 40 minutes out to achieve that task. It's a really rudimentary way of explaining it, but it's kind of the way that works. So think about it as blocking time out to complete a whole thing or a series of things rather than an individual aspect. Now, I wasn't able to find like an author to attribute time blocking to. I did a lot of research, kind of looked up who mentioned it first. I couldn't find like the person who's put their name against it and said, I invented this. So we just have to leave it kind of unattributed to anybody. 
But if you're listening to this and you go, it was me, which is unlikely, or I know who it was, please let us know and we can kind of attribute this to the correct person. I just couldn't find out like who wrote about this first or who, who, who captured it or documented it in the first way. Or we can add some few things to it and claim it for ourselves, right? Yeah, let's claim it. We should claim it. <laughs> it's the 20-minute time-blocking technique. Done. We've claimed it. This is now our technique, and it's called time-blocking. <laughs> and we'll just make up rules along the way as we talk over. Sure, we're going to yeah, so need more than 20 minutes for that. <laughs> after every 10 minutes, you've got to um, leave a review on our podcast. That's part of the 20-minute uh, uh, time-blocking process um and you've got to give us five stars um i think that's that's what we'd bake into our version of this so um i guess the big question is how would you do the time blocking so at, at a concept level it's very much like pomodoro but it's more based on like i said the, the overall task itself the easiest way and the kind of the most documented way to do it is to identify the task that you're going to block out or focus on now this could be, you know, from your to-do list, like the getting things done method. This could be, it's your only task. That's also an option. It could be that, you know, a task has landed on you urgently, or it could be that a task has a high impact, high effort, quite similar to the Eisenhower matrix. So you're probably seeing already how these things are quite similar and, and blending together. So identify your task. What are you going to do? What are you going to work on? So we'll say, in our example, we're going to work on filling the car up. Then you need to estimate your time. Now, this is your best guess at how long that thing might take. Now, obviously, it's also, there's a few constraints there that you might not know when you pick the task up. So filling your car up might not know what the traffic is like to get to the fuel station or, you know, what the queue to get fuel in the car is like or the traffic back. So it's your best guess, your estimate of how long that task might take. Then you find the time in your diary. In some companies and roles, it's certainly easier than others, but you find that time space. So you need 40 minutes. You find a time place that works 40 minutes. You block that time frame out, and then you essentially use that time to focus entirely on that one task or group of tasks that make up the thing you're trying to achieve. So I would say I've identified I need to fill the car up. I've identified I need 40 minutes to do that. I'm going to find 40 minutes in my day and block that time out. And for that 40 minutes, I'm going to do nothing but complete the task of driving to the fuel station, filling the car up and coming back. Now, like I said, there could be traffic. There could be things around that that take longer. But that's my best guess of, of how long it will take. What they also suggest in this method is reviewing your estimations, whether it be daily or weekly, and looking at how accurate they are. So if I feel really ambitious and I've said, actually, filling the car up will take 10 minutes, at the end of the week, I should probably go back and go, actually, did I did I do that in 10 minutes or or did it take 40 minutes? And, and what do I have to review to make that more accurate next time? So that's how you do it. Now, there's definitely, with all these frameworks, there's pros and cons. But before we jump into that and kind of look through the pros and cons, Mikey, can you think about a time that you've used this method or used something similar to this method where you've worked? Or is this a complete sort of reasonably new thing to you? Considering that I've been trying to loosely apply the Pomodoro technique and the Eisenhower in the past, I mostly remember using it back when I was a training lead because that involved a lot of content creation for the training materials. So prior to a training session, I put out like a 
time block in my calendar for like 30 minutes or an hour to maybe review over the content materials before I go into the actual training. So yeah, the concept is definitely there, but you've just given it a more rigid structure based on the description that you just uh, provided us. Mm. What did you find when you were using this? Like, what did you find with the pros or cons of it? Let's go pros first. What did you find with the, the pros of using this technique? So the, the pros that I found um, back then was that mm. it automatically, because I, what I was doing is I was using adding it specifically to my calendar. And back then we were using Microsoft Teams. So whenever I get that time block, it gives you an option to select what your status is going to be. So you have the do not disturb or focus mode. So I found that it actually helps. I mean, that specific feature helps in focusing more as to the task that you wanted to do because of that specific feature where you're not going to get bothered by anyone because you're not going to get any notifications going through your messaging platform. So that was one of the pros, but that's probably more on the technical side. But even then, yeah, it does help you focus. It does get rid of distractions and basically just aligns yourself to what the tasks that you wanted to do for the day or a specific time period. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, I've used it in, I definitely use it if I've got a big piece of work coming up. So a bit like you said, creating training materials, where I've used this technique is, let's say that I'm writing a, a requirements document or a user guide, and I don't want to be disturbed. So I won't necessarily block the time out and, and have a, a definitive thing in my diary. I will just turn notifications off and kind of set an update somewhere to say, do not disturb. So I'm not necessarily creating the block, but I'm still applying the need to focus. This is the one thing I'm trying to achieve or the, the group of things I'm trying to achieve. I think it gives you that better level of accountability as well, because you're actually, your sole focus is to deliver that thing within that time frame. And I think that's quite nice to have that super hyper focus on that thing. Definitely. And I guess it also works best if you're in this managerial type of role, because you have more control over what the tasks that you're going to be doing because i'm thinking if i mean this could probably one be one of the cons for this framework because if you're just doing like grind work every time then for sure you can definitely still block the time off but you you'd have less control over what the tasks that you're going to do because the things that you're going to be doing are already provided to you by your your manager the tasks are mm. fixed so i guess it works well if you're in a managerial type of role as opposed to just doing grind work. Yeah, I completely get that. I think where you're given a task with an expected deadline, it doesn't necessarily fit to that mold, does it? I see what you mean. Um, wherefore, if you have if you are in that manager or supervisor level where you are able to manage your time a bit better or you're in charge of managing your own time, then I think, yeah, I think it kind of fits into that framework a little bit nicer. I think before we move into the cons, I was just thinking as you were talking about the deep focus and I kind of do this without realizing it. So I started a new New Year's resolution, which I'm still doing. We're on the 20th of February and I'm still doing a New Year's resolution, so I'm proud of that. But that's to, to do at least 15 minutes of meditation every day. Are you Chinese, um, Matt? Kind of off topic. I know. <laughs> 
Because it, it, I was Chinese New Year. Yeah, maybe that was your kind. Of, that was why you're late. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've been doing it for two months. No, yeah. Um, I, I should have. That would have been an easier time if you've broken New Year's resolution just to pick it back on Chinese New Year, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. For um, since January first, I have been doing at least fifteen minutes of meditation every day. Um, whether it be, you know, guided at home, whatever it is. But I created a, um, on my, I use an iPhone and on the iPhone, you can create different like focuses. So you can say at bedtime, turn off notifications or, or whatever. And I create a little workflow to say, when I open my meditation app, then essentially put my phone into do not disturb mode. But not only that, um, also tell people in my contacts that my phone's in do not disturb mode. So I haven't necessarily time boxed, but I've gone into that deep focus mindset of I'm doing a thing that I don't want to be disturbed for in my personal time. And anybody who goes to send me a text message will see at the top of the screen, you know, Matt has set his notifications to silence because of this. And it's kind of a way of applying the same sort of I block time out to do a thing I need to do or want to do and how I manage doing it. So it doesn't always have to be work orientated, um, but that's a way I found a quite nice way of incorporating this similar type of idea into in, into my personal life. If we look at the cons, now you've already beat us to it, I think on one of the ones you were saying, Michael, which was it's difficult for someone who maybe isn't in control of their diary. Can you think of any more? I can think of a few cons, but to, to add more about, you know, the, the type of role where you don't have much control over your time, I guess it would be, I won't really say it's useless or unnecessary, but at least based on my experience, you know, working at an entry-level customer service job in the past, these time blocks are already set out for you. So you'd have, okay, two minutes of ticket time or answering phone calls and you'd have that paid break or whatever break structure that you have, then you'd go back to work again for another two hours, then you have your lunch break. So I, I guess that beats the the need for time blocking. But at least for another con, I can probably think of something that's related to the calendar because I remember back when we were working together, there's a lot of things that could go, go on within a single day. And you'd also have to add the factor where you get these unexpected um, sessions, let's say, for example, meetings. So, yeah, I guess it would be very difficult as well to set these time blocks if you're in that position or in a capacity where you get those random calls or meetings or basically to sum it all up if you have a very busy calendar normally. Yeah, so I guess that's one of the cons that I can think of. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key thing here. I think the the technique is very helpful and useful for people who have that flexibility. I'm not saying that you shouldn't try and use it, but if you work in maybe a call center environment or an environment that is um, sort of service oriented, it might be difficult to employ this particular technique. It, it could still be useful for things like blocking the time out to take down, to close down tickets or to write up emails or to write responses, but I fully appreciate there could be times in this one that's a little bit more difficult. The final con that I can think of is the, you know, there is no guideline really for how you estimate your work. Now there is, as we suggested, a way of 
stepping through your estimations at the end of each week or day and looking at, you know, I attributed that to be two or three hours or four hours or whatever it might be. But there is no guideline for that estimation. So it can quite easily lead to over and underestimating. This is bad because you could overestimate and say it'll take four hours and it takes two and then, you know, fine, you have two hours spare, but what do you do with that time? And the same happens for underestimating. You put undue pressure on yourself to complete something which maybe didn't have that pressure initially. So it's definitely a technique that needs that level of um, awareness around how much time you're allocating to things and, and what you're doing. So that covers everything on the time blocking method and technique. Like I said, we still haven't been able to find a original person to attribute this to. So we're going to claim it until that point. So it's a 20 minute mentor time blocking technique, which isn't limited to 20 minutes. It's as long as the task that you need it to be. And to summarize the main points of this sort of technique, it's to block out the time that you think you need to take on and complete a task. The main steps to that, identify the task that you've got at hand, estimate the time that you think you might need, schedule that time into your diary, and then stick to the time frame as best as possible and review after the fact to see how close you came. The main differences between this technique and the Pomodoro technique are when using time blocking or time boxing, you want to be trying to achieve a completion of a whole task. Wherefore with Pomodoro, it's more of a bite-sized chunk. Um, and that kind of sums up time blocking and the whole idea and how it works. I think we're nearly at the 20 minute mark and all of our episodes are definitely within 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> so before we let everyone get on with their busy days, is there anything from you to add, Mikey? Mm, nothing in particular. And in fact, while you were talking, I'm just trying to go over my calendar as well and see, you know, opportunities for adding time blocks. So yeah, um, if you just heard of this concept uh, right now, it, it would be a good practice to um, start small, I guess start adding those small time blocks and see how it fits your routine and if it does then add to it i mean add more time blocks as time goes on and who knows your calendar might just be full of time blocks from start to end in the future i don't know if that would be a good thing though but it will definitely help to some point at least you would have spent time blocking time at least there was some good use of time there yeah and I'm going back to that last bit that you shared about, you know, overestimating. So I guess that would be a safe general rule to follow as well. Like just overestimate. And if you have more free time because you were that quick in your task, then yeah, go on to YouTube or Netflix. (laughs) Or you could, if you have that free, if you've used this technique and you have the free time, please find out who invented this technique and let us know. Because again... I've used all the free time I had this week and still couldn't find out who invented this technique. Yes. And it's not a very self-serving task, right? Because, yeah, our intention is we wanted to claim this for ourselves. So, yeah, do help us out. (laughs) Cool. Right. On that note, we will let everyone get on their day. As usual, if you have any questions, comments or concerns about the episode, you can get in touch with us. There is a link in the show notes to send us a voicemail. Our contact details are down there too. This project is always a lot more fun when we start talking to people and getting their perspectives too. So with that in mind, it's the end for me. 
same for me. Bye-bye. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. Bye-bye.